Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And Steve is not here. I'm Steve. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. They would have never known if we had just done that the entire time. Dude, I'm telling you, my accents are fucking on point. I'm Steve. I'm all Stevie. I'm the dick and balls of streaming things. Look at me go. I don't know why he sounds like Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> Ooh-wee. I'm Steve. Ooh-wee. Uh, so Steve is busy, I think, moving or something. Something personal I probably shouldn't say. Yeah, he's got life. He actually got real on one of the episodes I wasn't on, though. He told, uh, he spilled the beans on what's been going on the last year or two of his life. I was very proud of that. He was tea spilling. Because you know I'm a big fan of TMI. Yeah. Oh, Oversharing. Sure. Big fan. That's, uh, <laughs> that is one of my many MOs. He does not have a future in creating Mad Libs, though. It was wildly disappointing. I heard I'm that. Like, I heard jump that. in on this. <laughs> it's good to be back. I am uh, very sad that Steve's not here. Apparently, we can't get all three of us together right now uh, to save our lives. But uh, very soon, we're going to go back to what is normal for us. Uh, I have no lengthy vacations or weddings planned. Uh, and I think Steve's going to settle down here shortly. Andy's um, onslaught of overtime is almost all, over. All kinds of shit. I, yeah, my overtime's completely done. I am broke, but I have a drum kit to show for it, and I'm stoked. That's all that matters, man. True, the American way. You mm. worked very hard for one very specific useless thing, <laughs> and it was worth it to the company that benefited from your labor. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Guitar Center. Um, but any hoozle. So today uh, we're going to sort of cream it Chris style because I'm a sober member of Alcoholics Anonymous. We so. got our coffee, <laughs> we got our water. <laughs> I have lots of coffee and water. Uh, we got some changes coming up for the show slightly that we want to talk about. And I've been streaming a shitload of things because I haven't been on the show in three weeks. Yeah. So um, we can talk about all of that and then get right to whatever it is you're doing oh, on this man. sweet Monday. What? What I we didn't do? Didn't write a Chris and Andy song. That's true. Shit. That's true. Well, acapella. Ready? No, I'm not ready. Beatbox real quick. I'm not ready. I'm not a good freestyler. <laughs> <laughs> we have to do the intro one last time because it's not even true anymore. I don't think. But uh, put a little bit of effort into it. Let's so do it. for those who've never listened to the show before, uh, what we are. <laughs> 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 what we used to be so each week we find the best the brightest the strangest shows and films available to watch from home in an ocean of streaming networks vying for your attention we are your lighthouse your beacons of broadcast your curators of content i feel like that still holds up is it now that you said it out loud does it that's what i meant wrong article what? wrong article <laughs> I'm Steve. <laughs> shut up steve you're not here right now so what we're thinking about doing you know from the inception of the show back in our Stranger Things days, what we did was we watched each episode together and then recorded our thoughts about it immediately after. And so we would oscillate from the couch to the chairs of, that had the microphones. Hot off the couch. Hot. The couch was still warm from our butt mm. when we recorded. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Say it slower. And so that's what we enjoy doing. And it turns out, I think that's what our listeners enjoy. Because we did a few episodes, mostly for the Patreon, where we watched a movie and then we just ripped it apart as best we could, scene by scene, almost to a degree that is unwieldy. That is our that is our thing. Uh, and so I think we're just going to devote ourselves more to that. So we'll we'll probably still do crossing streams, I would imagine, mm -hmm. just to kind of plug something or kind of stay uh, on par with the zeitgeist. Hey, we are watching Ted Lasso or what have you, but just pick a random movie that's available to stream or is even better chosen by the listeners. Mm -hmm. Yes. We all watch it together and then talk about it. I think that's going to be the format of the show moving forward. Uh, so please email streaming things pod at gmail.com. And if you find something on HBO max or Hulu or Netflix or what have you, you really want to hear us talk about for whatever reason. Uh, for example, some things that I'm excited about maybe doing in the future, uh, collateral, the Michael Mann film is available on HBO max. I kind of want to watch that with Steve and Andy and talk oh, about I didn't it. I know that was on HBO. Fuck. Yes. Super easy to get. If you haven't watched collateral, do it. That movie is fucking amazing. Uh, it's so good. Andy and Steve have never seen the raid or the raid two. So I'd like oh, to have an episode doing that. <laughs> is it secret? Is it safe? That's one of my, that's one of my like big blind spots that like, I don't admit to people or we know? could do blind spot episodes. Cause I've never seen citizen Kane, yeah. you know, shit like that. So I've never seen the Goonies right into the show. Let us know. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you, you have the ability to vote on things like that as well. So we'll be, we'll be putting some polls up, which brings us to our Patreon subscribers, uh, keeping the lights on, as it were. Mm -hmm. And qu in fact, quite literally at Andy's house <laughs> on occasion, because they do be blinking during our live streams. Only uh, when we're trying to re re do video. It never does it, it, it elsewise. Super chill right now. It, it makes no sense. So huge thank you to Phil, Carmelita, Carrie, Enza, 
Daniel, Katie, and Cake. We love you, Cake. <laughs> we love you, Cake. No, we love all of you so much. <laughs> but the rest of them are not named after sweet things or bands that I like. So yeah. it's tough to love them as much. I'm a big fan of Phil. Phil's Records. There He's we go. Tasty. He's so, <laughs> so sweet. Big old plate of Phil. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. Mm. Um, so yeah, you can also follow us on Twitter at StreamThingPod, blah, 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 blah. There's all kinds of places to find us on the internet. So I don't know. Let us know what you guys think of that. But we're just thinking, hey, this is what we enjoy doing. Uh, we get a lot of feedback on those episodes where we kind of break down an entire film we've just watched. Um, maybe that's just what we should stick to. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we're all looking forward to Stranger Things season four coming back next year. I think that we just have fun doing it. You know, like when we get to tear shit apart, it, it that's when we are at our best, first off. And it's when we're having the most fun. And I feel like that shows. And I can't wait to dig into some stuff. Yeah, those things are related. And um, and it kind of gives us the shtick that we've been craving mm-hmm. instead of just uh, uh, yet another movie news podcast with three straight white dudes. Mostly straight. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> on the spectrum. Three on the spectrum white dudes. <laughs> Um, you know, <laughs> Much that's probably dudes. true as well. Um, you get, you know, something fresh, like, Hey, this is what they do. They watch the movie right before. So it's fresh on their minds. Isn't that neat? Isn't that special? special? Um, so anyway, yes. So I just got back from Maui. Um, I traveled in the pandemic, uh, but fully vaccinated to, to Hawaii for my belated honeymoon. I got married mahalo. last February. Yeah. Mahalo. Uh, Hawaii is, is awesome, as you can imagine. I mean, what is there to say? Paint me a word picture. A word picture. Uh, Mahalo does uh, justice. Awesome. Uh, I don't even know what it means. It means thank you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Hawaii. Uh, aloha means hello and goodbye. So you can just kind of say that whenever. I always felt like a douche, though. Um, it's kind of like like if you go to a Mexican restaurant and then you order and then they, as they're walking away you get gracias you know you just yeah you're a douche yeah. right or maybe i'm wrong about that but it's just how i feel um I would like or when they walk up to take your order and you're like hola you know you just <laughs> get out of here chad hola senor. come on man <laughs> yeah don't do that so that's how i felt saying aloha in hawaii but i think it's a little more acceptable mm-hmm. um but and you know, like carissa was like you just you know say aloha we're here but I always, just, <laughs> I always just felt strange. <laughs> aloha. Oh, alo- aloha. Um, I do have a funny story I probably shouldn't tell, but I went to a nude beach while I was there. Yes. And nude beaches are not um, legal per se in Hawaii, but there's a couple locations where it's acceptable. And that's not like my thing. I'm, it's not like, oh, I found that immediately because that's what I like to do. I had never been to one. <laughs> had, uh, there was a little notebook in the Airbnb in which I was staying. And there was like people that had stayed there before would write diary entries essentially about, Hey, thank you for letting us stay here. These are the things that we enjoy doing for future guests. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, one of them said, you know, go to little beach for a great time. Winky face. Uh, and I was like, winky, if you want to, if you want a free vibe, winky face or something like that. And I was like, winky face. So I did some Googling and I was like, Hey babe, there's this apparent like uh, ignored beach. That's really hard to get to where people, you know, clothing optional. Uh, and so we decided to give it a try just to like YOLO, you know, and it was wonderful. Not only was it cool to swim in the ocean naked, which I highly recommend if you've never done it, um, uh, but on purpose, but I yeah. absolutely done <laughs> oh, your swimsuit got ripped off. Yep. Ripped asunder. <laughs> uh, but also it was just a really high quality beach. Like if you've been to a lot of beaches, you know that sometimes there's like a lot of rocks or what have you that make it kind of less enjoyable. But this was like pure white sand, super clear water, uh, secluded and, and safe and private, but like everybody had like good vibes, um, and just, all around bodies. wonderful really choppy waves on occasion if you like body surfing and doing things like that which we do so that was neat uh but it was funny because i'm like hiking around and i'm trying to like not be a prude or a douche about it right mm-hmm. so i'm just like you know what i'm gonna go because for the first couple hours i'm just a helicopter I'm, yeah <laughs> i'm just hiding in the water you know what i mean so, but i start hiking around a little bit and i get on this trail that's only wide enough for one person and I see all of these uh, completely nude people coming toward me, all men, mind you. 
And oh, uh, you had to do the old, is it the cock or butt? No, no, no. Well, there's that, but <laughs> it was also like each other touching related to how I started this story. I, I'm like approaching them and they're approaching me and we're both kind of like averting our gaze. Uh, and then I've, at one point I have to step aside and, and say something, you know, nice cock, bro. <laughs> politeness demands it. And so I just go, aloha. <laughs> <laughs> just and swinging on by. And that was probably the most awkward moment of the, my uh, month. Ma- Mahalo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aloha. Uh, but no, it was, it was a wonderful time. We went, we did a lot of snorkeling. Uh, we swam with sea turtles, which was neat. Uh, my wife got a sea turtle tattoo because she felt like some kind of spiritual connection to that animal. Now after swimming with it, um, it was, it was phenomenal. So I highly recommend that the, the plane ride was, was rough, uh, very long journey. And on the way home, I got very ill and I did take a COVID test. It's not COVID. It was just jet lag and a stomach bug. I mean, I didn't sleep for like 36 hours and I'm still recovering from the six time zones of difference uh, because my body's not used to that. So any hoozle, I'm back. Uh, I did watch a ton of movies even while over there, which seems like a waste of a good trip to Maui. But no, I watched like uh, two seasons of Warrior on HBO. Um, A lot of it on my phone, on the plane and stuff like that. So. I've got a lot to catch one you guys up on. One of us. Yes. Watch it on your phone, dude. I'm telling you, it's awesome. Uh, it wasn't terrible, but I didn't want to log into all my streaming devices on this stranger's TV. And you can take it and go poop. And they didn't have a good TV anyway. Like, when I travel, I don't have my surround sound Sonos system. I don't have yeah. my 4K Ultra HD 65-inch TV. And it's like, do you even TV, bro? Like, I might as well watch it on my phone. Um, at least that's how I felt in my snobbish self. So I guess that brings us to our next segment, uh, Crossing Streams. Oh, right. Yeah. That brings us to everybody's favorite segment of the week. Well, this is why we have to keep this the segment, dude. Just listen to this rock out of the music. Oh, oh. It's the segment where each week we talk about things we've been streaming since last we met. So we can connect, get together. We venture out into the world, and I don't remember how Steve <laughs> Steve, Steve bailed it, awesome. bro. He made it epic. We venture out into the world to discover things separately on our own, like adults. Um, aloha. So I've been streaming a ton of shit. I'll let Andy start just to see what he's been up to. Um, not since last we met, because that's been long ago, but since last he and Steve met. I've, I've been a busy boy still, even though my overtime's done, so I haven't gotten to stream a whole lot. Uh, Dad had surgery the other day on his shoulder he's doing fine um but i was spending a solid amount of time with him just watching so it turns out dad loves hallmark movies um like the sappy terrible like oh i'm a wedding photographer and we met at a wedding and oh i have an ex-wife and things are gonna happen i <laughs> and, want and oh that's <laughs> <laughs> the best plot that's from imdb mind yeah. you oh oh um and so I don't know. I, I watched a bunch of those. And I don't know what any of them were called and they were all awful, but dad loves them. Mom apparently hated them. And so now he kind of feels like he's getting away with something. Yeah, yeah, so he's, his soul. he's out of control now <laughs> watching all the Hallmark movies he wants. Uh, but we did watch a you couple watch of bridge to Terabithia son. <laughs> I mean, oh, shit's fire, son. <laughs> no, um, but we watched uh, we're the Millers. Have you watched that recently? Uh, Jason Sudeikis. Not recently, but it is one of the best things ever Jennifer to me. Aniston. Dude, it is a wonderful movie. I don't remember liking it all that much when it came out. I love it. It is fucking hysterical. There we go. The lights finally did their thing and it changed colors. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Please join our Patreon. Now to, <laughs> now to fluorescent. <laughs> now I have a funny story. I think I've told on the show about that movie specifically before, but I was uh, about a year sober. My son was a few months old and I didn't have a job. And uh, so bad sitch, right? Mr. Mom. Bad sitch. Well, she didn't make much money either. We were like barely surviving. And so it's at that time, Mason had, um, he was unable to latch. So he had to drink like soy formula was the only thing he could eat. Um, he was healthy, but you know, a little, a little concerning, fresh out of the NICU. And he would only sleep because of his stomach issues if he was laying on me. And so I spent like 16 hours a day 
with this infant on my shoulder watching TV, which was almost perfect scenario. Right. And I didn't have anything to watch. And uh, I uh, found we the Millers had just hit video on demand. And mind you, I'd been in a halfway house up to this point, so I haven't seen anything in a long time. And I'm watching the TV and it says it's like $15.99 to rent or whatever at that time. Yeah. I looked at my bank account and I had like $19. <laughs> Shit. And an infant that I'm, you know what I mean? It was very right. irresponsible. And I was like, fuck it. And I could, <laughs> so I rented this movie and I have no regrets, not even yeah. a single letter, uh, as they say in the movie. Cause I, I had a great time. I laughed my ass off. It's the middle of the night. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be quiet, keep the baby asleep, keep the, the baby mama asleep and, uh, no regrets. That was one of the best days of my life. Yeah. I love it. it was just a good moment. I'll never forget. Yeah. Just irresponsibly throwing away three quarters of your current yeah. net worth yeah <laughs> on jason sudeikis so but yeah, anyway that that's the highest recommendation i can give that film is yeah. that i think it was worth it just throw your money away so you and your you and your dad liked it yeah um i was blown away by how much i enjoyed that movie because like i said i and maybe it's just like because of like ted lasso and stuff right i super love jason sudeikis now but uh I absolutely love that movie. It's so funny. I And I forgot that uh, Nick Offerman and uh, Catherine Hahn are in it. And so when they popped up, I was like, oh, shit. Like, oh, that movie came out like 10 years ago. Yeah. Can you believe that? It's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, which I guess makes sense uh, for your child, although I think he's eight. So maybe it was eight yeah. years ago. Yeah, well, it was but, about close to a decade. Yes. Very long time. But yeah, absolutely recommend it. Then we also watched uh, Just Go With It, Adam Sandler movie, also with Jennifer Aniston. I had a little... Aniston party with dad, which was cool. He's like, you know, she used to be married to Brad Pitt. I was like, yeah, dad, I did, know that. Did she? <laughs> cool, dad. Weird factoid. <laughs> that, uh, that dr those drugs wearing off. <laughs> um, but, uh, just go with it. Not nearly as good, but, uh, still enjoyable. That was like, kind of like the tipping point around the tipping point for Adam Sandler when his movies were like tolerable. Um, now granted, since Netflix bought him, I haven't kind of really watched him. I watched like Ridiculous Six or whatever it was called, the Western one. I was like, yeah, I think I'm out. And so I, I haven't really gone back to Adam Sandler since, except for Uncut Gems, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. But Adam Sandler uh, just doesn't really do it for me. That kind of humor doesn't really do it for me anymore. And the, he's in like a Meyerowitz stories or something like that. Isn't yeah, Meyerowitz was very really good. good. Yeah, that was excellent. Um, But yeah, just go with it. Eh. Don't go with it. Yeah, don't go with it. It's it's all right. It's all right. Um, and then for me, after dad went to sleep because he was all hopped up on drugs, I sat there in bed because it was like 8.30 p.m. It's like, all right, good night, dad. Uh, I rewatched Knives Out. And that movie is so good. It's crazy to me that Knives Out 2 has wrapped. Yeah. And that, that was why I watched it. Because like when uh, you and I were talking about that the other day, like, holy shit, I feel like we were just getting casting news for it. Yeah. Like and it's done. Unending casting news. I feel like we're still getting casting news. Like, oh, by the way, Jim Carrey's in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're shooting again. We forgot to tell you. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, Knives Out is one of the most fun movies ever. And I have kind of a problem with it now because uh, so I, and I feel like I talked about this on the show at some point, but Steve and I went and saw it in theaters for like each of us had already seen it once or twice before with the commentary right? with with the director commentary in our headphones. And it turned out Steve, his headphones didn't work. So I'm sitting there like laughing at the commentary and like nodding over him <laughs> like, yeah, bro. And I'm like, and that was so funny. Right. And, and he didn't hear any of that shit and didn't tell me until so the end. he never heard any of it. The no, entire film. No. And he was just too Steve to say anything. Oh, uh, so <laughs> afterward, I'm like, dude, fucking, can you believe that they were shooting that? And like, you can see the rain and stuff. And like, that's the only time it's raining is like, oh, yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, but so director commentaries are so much fun, but it kind of takes you out of the movie when you see things that you can never unsee. And so, like, I recognize little things in the movie now, like, oh, they very clearly, like, were running out of time and shot that during the winter. And now all of a sudden, everybody's got frosty breath. And for no reason whatsoever, it's supposed to be fall. But you you just notice these things now and you can't unsee it. Um, but all that aside, Knives Out is, dude, it's probably in my top 10, like, all time. It's such it a is a damn, movie. damn slick movie. Um other than that, I watched a little bit of a movie called The Strangers last night with Liv Tyler, um, and I didn't get to finish it. I did fall asleep. Um, it was very, very late. 
but shit, the first like 20 minutes of that movie were fantastic. And I'm super duper stoked to, I, I got like 30 hours left on the rental. And I'm really stoked to finish it because it was really good. The cinematography and especially I was like, damn, this like low budget horror movie. I'd never even heard of like looks awesome. And it has Glenn Howerton in it from always sunny, which is super weird, but awesome. I can't wait till we get like balls deep in the Patreon and we can watch these like obscure horror films and mm-hmm. talk about them and, and people might care. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, like, like the shit Carmelita could teach us. Oh my God. Dude, she's stoked about so many more movies than us. It's she amazing. does. She's a, she's a hero. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much everything I've been streaming, buddy. So I have been on one, but I don't feel bad this time because it's pretty much the entirety of the show. <laughs> uh, just try to stay awake for this. Okay. And I'm going to Chris and Andy show. I'm going to Chris. Yeah. I'm going to try to skip over what I think is boring, but if I'm wrong, slow me down. Okay. Um, so I watched, Whoa, slow down. <laughs> I told you guys I've been on this kind of like DC animated kick and this was before I left for Hawaii. Uh, but I do want to plug it real quick. Uh, justice league dark on HBO max. Um, if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. It's the union of the justice league and uh zatanna which is like the the scarlet witch of the dc universe oh is that the like magician chick with the hat yeah they were just they just cast the zatanna movie did they cast zendaya as uh, Zatanna? no that would have oh, been amazing it's actually uh santana is weird weird <laughs> carlang it yeah <laughs> um and also uh constantine john constantine mm-hmm. um Oh, he's in Justice League Dark? He is. He's a huge part of it. Oh, cool. um, so his character's way different. He's closer to Doctor Strange in the, the at least the animated comics universe than Keanu Reeves. Like it's a British, uh, you know, really smart kind of jaded guy. It's ex- actually extremely similar to the MCU's Doctor Strange as far as my lens can tell. But I I love the animated DC movies. They're very adult and uh, they go they go where I want the MCU to sometimes go. So I would highly recommend that. Uh, I also saw Free Guy in theaters right before I left. I don't Ooh. know if we ever got a chance to talk about I that. You saw that in theaters. I did. Screenplay by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn and directed by Sean Levy. All I'll say about Free Guy, um, it's a running joke that Ryan Reynolds is the most attractive man on the planet. Two other men. Um, so I'll pretty much see anything. Big facts. That he's in. Right. Um, ever since like waiting, I've just been a huge fan of his uh, Robert Downey Jr.-esque uh, ironic delivery style, you know, um, super smart, witty dialogue, handsome yeah. guy shit that I would, you know, every, I think every guy kind of just wishes he were Ryan Reynolds. Oh, for and, sure. And, and so there's a level of attractiveness to that. Like, yeah. damn, I wish I was, I want to be super you. clever and confident and hard bodied, you know? Um, in fact, and married I, to Blake Lively, I would take yours on top of mine <sighs> in its stead, you know, but it's right. not, uh, but anyway, um, uh, Free Guy is actually, I don't know if I, maybe this is my snobbery, but I kind of saw it as this uh, cash grab blockbuster bullshit movie, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Well, I don't when even they know announced why. it, I was like, this sounds amazing. Ryan Reynolds, right. the most attractive man ever, uh, playing an NPC yes. and, like that breaks out of his video game. When they announced it, I was like, that sounds amazing. And then I saw the first trailer and then I felt the same way you did. I was like, this looks like a cash this grab. This is probably going to be an... Adam Sandler Netflix yeah. type movie. No, it's extremely entertaining, uh, actually pretty endearing and a huge win for fans of video games. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of jokes that they just kind of let hang for video game, you know, for gamers. Uh, I was pretty shocked about that. But also at the same time, it's a day and age where lots of people are gamers. So that was probably mm-hmm. a pretty safe call. But in general, it's highly entertaining. I had a lot of good laughs. It was strangely, um, like I said, endearing. There's a there's a, a pathos to it. I did not expect. I, I think I cried at one point, mm-hmm. uh, but I, that's easy to make me do. And uh, Taika Waititi obviously is in it. I, I always forget that. I forgot that too. Yeah, I always that's forget awesome. that fact. But uh, it's it's worth watching it for that alone. He's actually the villain in the movie, so it's pretty funny. He's having nice. a good time. Um, I also saw a movie, so I started collecting physical media hardcore again. Like I probably own close to a thousand DVDs and Blu-rays, but haven't bought any up until recently in years. I just started buying them digitally and, uh, been obsessed with TikTok and like film TikTok specifically. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of accounts that are blowing up that just show off their DVD collection. This bet I do. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, that's pretty neat. I wish I had. So it made me want to start buying them again. So I've been going to these outlets and coming home with 10 to 20 DVDs and Blu-rays that are like on clearance or whatever. And I actually found a few movies I had never heard of 
and just blind bought them because they're five bucks. Fuck it. And I found a really good one that I want to tell you guys about that you probably knew about anyway, but I didn't. Um, it's a French film called Revenge, and it's a revenge horror film. So they just straight up said, fuck it, we're going to call it Revenge. Um, I don't know what the French title is, of course. Um, and it's written Love and directed by... <laughs> <laughs> Help us, Enza. It's written and directed by Coralie Farjat. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm very sorry. Uh, but essentially, this guy takes his mistress to uh, this very remote, like, Arizona-looking home. It's in the desert, for sure. It's like a guy's getaway. But she's supposed to leave the day after that they have... Uh, you know, a night of coitus and fun. And then his buddies show up. She's supposed to leave and they're supposed to go hunting. Uh, Long story short, that's not the way that it goes down. Uh Uh, That's exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) They do brutal, terrible things, you know, and then they end up like chasing her through the desert. You know, you already knew that it's not a spoiler because I told you it was a revenge horror film Mm -hmm. and they're all like that. Uh, But this is the best one I have ever seen. It's so stylized. It's kind of like I spit on your grave uh, meets the bad batch. Did you guys watch that movie? Uh, The bad batch came out a few years ago. Who's in it? I don't even remember, but it's just Keanu Reeves is in it for sure. But I don't remember who the woman is. I don't think I saw that. I, I want to see it's like Samara Weaving or something. Wars thing. It is. Any, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not that one. Um, it, it's super cool. Highly stylized. I, Andy, I think you'll love it. I know you love French horror like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely adore this movie. It's the craziest find. I just randomly bought it because the cover looked cool at half price books. And uh, we'll watch best? again. We'll watch again. Um, I also watched a movie called The Night Comes for Us. I told you about this. I think, Andy. It's available on Netflix. It's written and directed by Timo Chijanto. Again, I'm so sorry I mispronounced it. Uh, It's about Ito, a gangland enforcer caught amidst a treacherous and violent insurrection within his triad crime family upon his return home from a stint abroad. It's very much like The Raid and The Raid 2, which I know you've also not seen, but just... Oh, no, I've seen Raid 2. Phenomenal fight choreography. Um, The only reason I watched this, I follow Priscilla Page on Twitter, and if you're a huge movie buff and you do not follow her or know who she is, I highly recommend that she's one of the smartest people on the planet when it comes to movies. Um, but apparently Timo Chijanto, again, I'm going to just keep mispronouncing that name as much as I can, sure. uh, is remaking the, uh, classic train to Busan. Oh, and so there's a huge, oh. uh, fan base of like, do not remake this movie. This is going to be terrible. But then people like Priscilla page, Hey, I know what you're saying. Don't Westernize this perfect movie that only came out six, seven years ago. Right. However, with the track record that he has with the night comes for us, I, I, they're, they're like, Hey, I think this is going to be really good. Okay. Let's see what they do. Okay. You know? um, so they Give were basically saying, sometimes it works, you know, the like, let, let the right one in versus let me in. Yeah. Like, they're both amazing. They're both amazing. Exactly. That's a good, that's the only thing I can think of. Though. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely in this one instance, it could work which hopefully we have a, 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 let me in, let the right one in scenario. There you go. Um, but they basically said due to the night comes for us, this man has a, uh, a blank check to do this. So I was like, Oh, I got to check that out. Then sounds like I'm going to love it. And I did. So I highly recommend that you guys, Check it out as well. I mentioned that I streamed both seasons of Warrior on HBO Max. Um, It's got Andrew Koji, who later rose to fame in the movie Snake Eyes. Um, Olivia Chang, I think I am her biggest fan in the world. I was thinking Nicolas Cage. I was like, he later rose to fame with that 90s movie. (laughs) No, Andrew Koji. Oh, Snake Eyes, like the 1998 movie. Yeah. No, no, no. The new movie, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, And Olivia Chang is, uh, I've talked about her on the show before. She was in that uh, Genghis Khan show that I can never think of the name of that Mm -hmm. I loved. Um, She actually just popped up in another show I'm going to talk about here in a second. And I immediately tweeted her like, holy shit, I had that. That gif reaction of Leonardo DiCaprio in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Pointing at, where he's pointing at the screen. Yeah, that was me. I was like, holy shit, there she is. Um, this is the show that's ran under my radar for years. It got canceled and then HBO Max brought it back. I think it was a Cinemax show prior to that. Um, but From it's one Max to the other. Yeah. It's based on the writings of Bruce Lee. Um, and it's about gangs and and. uh like late 1800s San Francisco um, and Chinatown and, and surviving there. A lot of good uh, fight choreography. Um, Any who's 
I've talked about it on the show before. I love this fucking show, but I binge watched it all in Hawaii and now I'm obsessed with it. Season two is absolutely batshit crazy. I cannot recommend it enough. And season three should be coming out soon. So if you're not on the warrior train, uh, you're missing out, especially if you like good fighting stuff. Um, I also watched a movie. I told you that's it's I'm like halfway through. You're killing it. I'm halfway through. <laughs> I watched a movie called spontaneous. Have you ever heard of this? No, I think you should watch this, uh, with, with, on a date night with, okay. with Sarah. I think it's an, a perfect movie for that. It's, uh, written and directed by Brian Duffield who have talked about a ton on the show. He's the guy who did love and monsters and underwater. Okay. Um, so he came out with like three of the most creative movies in 2020. And I don't feel like he's getting enough credit for that. Cause they were all in the same year I still need to watch love and monsters. Dude, that movie's really fucking good too. If you like zombie land, you'll love it. Okay. It's got super zombie land vibes. Zombie land. Who doesn't? Um, so the, let me read the plot summary about this movie because it's really hard to describe. Uh, get ready. For, I don't know why it says get ready. I've never seen a get plot summary ready. that says that. <laughs> get ready for their outrageous coming of age love story about growing up and blowing up. Uh, never mind. I'm not going to read this. I can do a better job than this summary. <laughs> <laughs> it's about these two high school kids, uh, girl and boy, that fall in love in the midst of a weird crisis in their town. So at their high school, specifically the seniors, they're randomly spontaneously combusting. Okay. So they, they'll be sitting in math class and this they, girl they and Rachel will explode and cover everyone Is else. Super gory. Yes. Nice. Cover everyone else in blood and bone and guts. And they'll have to run outside screaming. And eventually like the government comes in and tries to quarantine them. And like, they'll just be like trying to live high school life and get over it and be bowling. And then someone will like throw a bowling ball. And as soon as they get a strike, they'll explode. <laughs> um, that actually is a scene I just made up that doesn't happen, but it's like that. That's cool. So I didn't spoil it, but it's like, that's the vibe. Okay. In the midst of that is kind of like this Juno esque quirky love story. Um, right. It's, you have to see it to believe it. I highly recommend it. it'd be a phenomenal date night movie. If she's not squeamish. I'm down. That sounds awesome. So is there, is there a ton of just like random pops? Yes. Like in the background, like it's just a thing now. Some of them are jump scary even. Um, but yeah, that's what's funny is it is the background of the love story. So it's not like we have to find out why we're exploding. That is just the setting for the movie. Like, Hey, your life could end at any moment. And so let's make them exactly. There's a lot of, I'll let you interpret it as you will, but I think there's a lot of like, um, we're about to graduate life's getting real, mm -hmm. you know, um, and this is how unpredictable the rest of my life will be kind of thing. That's how I took it. Yeah. Totally. If I wanted to ascribe any meaning to it at all, but I found it strangely endearing and moving and, and super quirky and unique. You Where know? did you stream that? Um, this is on Hulu. I'm totally going to watch that. I believe it is definitely streamable on one of the bigs, you know, Word. Um, I also watched Kate, the new Netflix movie that I've been looking forward to. Mm -hmm. Did you watch that by chance? No, I didn't. You said that. Eh, so I passed. It wasn't completely. Eh, it just wasn't what I needed in my life. Uh, it was written by Umer Alim and directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan. Um, more, most importantly, it stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead. She's uh, my spirit animal. Somebody very near to my heart. Exactly. Right next to the sea turtle. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it also stars Woody Harrelson. Um, I'm a huge fan of female-led action films, um, all the way back to like Luc Besson's La Femme Nikita. I've absolutely loved these, and I'm excited that they're becoming more and more prevalent uh, with the success of John Wick, and then they started making like Atomic Blonde and movies like that. So Alien. Um, Atomic Blonde is a, a, a better version of this movie, but Kate is slightly better than Gunpowder Milkshake, uh, which was, um, what's her name? Catherine... Uh, Karen Gillan. Karen Gillan. Uh, better than Karen Gillan's version, but I really love this movie. Um, highly recommend you give it a shot. If you like, again, I'm, I'm all about the stylized um, action violence the, these what, days. What did you call it the one time? Neon something? Neon noir? Neon noir. That's yeah. what I called gunpowder milk. Yeah, it's kind of neon noir as well. Okay. It's a new genre I invented. You heard it here third uh, here on streaming things. <laughs> neon noir. One of my favorite genres. Uh, okay, so then... I also watched On the Plane, and this was one of the most unique movie-watching experiences of my life. Oh, shit. So, it's a movie called Worth. Have you heard of it? No. It's a Netflix original film. Just came out. It's directed by Sarah Colangelo and written by Max Borenstein. And it's about an attorney in Washington, D.C. who battles against cynicism, bureaucracy, and politics to help the victims of 9-11. Uh, it stars... So, it's John Stewart, the movie. 
Sort of, yes. But <laughs> it stars... It, John Stewart's kind of more like the Stanley Tucci character in this movie. Uh, but it stars Michael Keaton and Stanley Tucci, uh, two American heroes. And it's about 9-11, which it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11. So there's been a lot of documentaries and movies coming out all mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, oh, so this is a new movie. It is brand new. Okay. Netflix original. Um, it just came out on like September 3rd, I think. Okay. Um, however, what's interesting about this movie is it doesn't focus on like what caused or happened because of 9-11, but it, specifically it's about the victims' families um, and this fund that was created to help these families. But what's interesting about bureaucracy is they had to try to figure out how much money to give each family that was fair and this attorney was put in charge of the whole enterprise and he had to ascribe value to each individual person and get the family to accept it. So oh, essentially no. like he, you were only worth 20 grand. Exactly. Wow. Like we're going to give each of you $200,000. That seems fair. And then people were like, well, my husband was the CEO of this company. Why does he get the same amount of money as the janitor in the world trade center? Oh, that's fucked up. And they're like, Oh shit, you're right. And so they had the terrible job of ascribing value and varying degrees to these people's lives. I don't like it. Um, Sticky. It was extremely uh, heart wrenching, obviously, to watch this movie. But not only was it, it's obviously a sappy movie to begin with, but I'm watching it without sleeping for 30 hours. This is toward the end of my commute back home. So after six time zones and 16 hours of flight, and being up all day swimming at the beach, um, turning on this movie, sharing your armrest with that random dude. And I'm watching a 9-11 movie on a plane. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, the amount that I cried, like I'm I just want to paint a picture. My wife's <laughs> sleeping next to me with like her little neck pillow. Everybody around me is like either working on emails or passed out on this plane. Stewart is bumping me in my fucking arm, asking me if I want pretzels every 10 minutes. No, I don't want any fucking pretzels. Why would I want those? And I'm just bawling with headphones on. (laughs) Not like, oh, there's a tear might fall. You know, my eyes are watering, but like straight up like. (laughs) (laughs) Like you're breathing your lips into your lungs kind of. (laughs) Because I mean, obviously the the stories that happen to these, I mean, they're terrible. Um, you know, like my, my husband's a firefighter and he's got three kids kind of shit, you know? Um, I don't know. So I can't really tell you if this movie's actually good or if it just hit me at that exact sweet spot in space and time where it would profoundly affect me. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it did. And so I would re- recommend it based on that alone. If you ever find yourself sleep deprived on a plane, <laughs> And you want to torture yourself very near the 20th anniversary of 9-11 specifically. (laughs) Just pop it on and you'll feel the power of worth. It'll be worth it. Worthy. And then lastly, I feel like I found this gym. Uh, Have you guys heard of the movie The Voyeurs? We guys have not. (laughs) I keep saying that because I'm used to Steve being here. I know, I know. But also I'm sort of talking to the listeners, you know? Yeah, fair. fair. And engendering them for some reason. (laughs) Um, and of course they're men. Yeah. Oh, naturally. Duh. That's the go-to. And they're straight. <laughs> so this is written, directed by Michael Mohan okay. and it stars Sydney Sweeney. Do you know who that is? No. Do you even Sydney Sweeney, bro? Do you? No. I, I, I know I that you're Sweeney. not a fan of the show Euphoria, which is one of the best shows of all time. I, I, it's not that I'm shit. not a fan. I have not yet. That would it. be a thing. If anyone on Patreon would like to help monitor, Terrorily convince Andy <laughs> to watch this fucking show with me. I would watch it. What would I think be a fourth time just to have Andy watch the show? I mean, you can toss me five bucks. And I'll watch it with you, bro. <laughs> it's really, really crazy and good. Annie Hoosle. It stars Sydney Sweeney and Justice Smith, who uh, made his debut, I think, in The Get Down. Oh, okay. He's like the spray paint kid in The Get Down. Nice. Um. I'm trying to think what else he's been in. Obviously, he's one of Will Smith's kids. So okay. that's neat for oh, that. I didn't know that. Uh, but it's about her name is Pippa. His name is Thomas. They move into their dream apartment. And I think Toronto. And they notice that their windows look directly into the apartment opposite them. And it sets in motion a chain of events that will lead to disaster is what the thing says. But basically, they become obsessed with watching this other couple. Um, and I don't know if you, this movie's only got a 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb. I think it should be rated way higher than that. It's, uh, it's like a really sexy version 
of Rear Window. Um, so they start watching this couple. Sexier than Johnny Depp? Damn. No, that's... Oh, you're right. That's, I'm thinking of the Hitchcock version. Yeah. What are you talking... Secret that's Window is what you're window. thinking of. Yeah, damn it. Sexier than Johnny Depp. <laughs> Sexier than Hitchcock? No, no, no. The, yeah, right? That's hard to do. Uh, so they become obsessed with watching this couple, and they even like buy binoculars and all this stuff, and they watch them bang all the time. Uh, and there's this discourse on Twitter that I think you avoided, but... There's a, a huge stupid school of thought that sex in movies has no place. Um, and then there's this uh, reactionary school of thought that's like, you're wrong. We should be putting fucking in everything. Right. And so I'm simulated, obviously, right. <laughs> and obviously they're both just on opposite ends of a wrong spectrum. And it's yeah. just, hey, sometimes it's extremely necessary and wonderful and awesome. And sometimes it's a little gratuitous, but who cares right. uh, is the real answer, most likely. But it started this discourse of, hey, what happened to the erotic thriller that we had in like the 80s and the 90s, um, like the body heat and the nine and a half weeks and the basic instinct, you know, and the showgirls like we don't have batshit sex movies like that anymore. Um, this movie is that nice and it's back and it feels to me something very special for that reason so if you like sexy movies uh and thrillers and you like them combined more than either separately i highly recommend the voyeurs it's an amazon original movie so it's on prime video okay. um and it's very much worth your time the, so the plot summary reminds me a ton of an episode of radio lab which if you podcast listeners listen to radio lab as well also our show, our show first, but then Radio Lab. There is a uh, episode. Uh, it's called Shit. I think it's like The Apartment. I've never heard of Shit. It's called like The Apartment or something, but essentially the whole story, and it's a true story. It's basically about this couple that uh, had an apartment that looked directly into the window of a couple, of, uh, another couple across from them. And uh, they also bought binoculars and stuff and kind of became obsessed with watching them. And then all of a sudden, one of them starts getting real skinny and then... Now he's not getting out of bed very much. And then one day he's not there. And, you know, now this girl's sitting alone on the fire escape and stuff. Dude, it's one of the best podcasts at sing singular episodes ever. I, I have to figure out what, what the episode's called. But it's on Radio Lab, And it sounds so much like that. Just not a thriller. It's more of a love story. But it's... Talking about the people that they were watching were yeah, having these the, changes. They're watching the progression of this illness and the, this couple's life. Uh as voyeurs, you know, I mean, like they watched them for so long and those people don't even know that they exist, but they became like, I mean, they were hundred percent voyeurs. It's actually kind of creepy if you really break, sure. break it down, but they kind of just like became emotionally invested in these strangers by virtue of their geographic location. It was really cool. So that sounds more yeah. like beautiful and Charlie Kaufman-esque yes. than what this is. This is much more like i don't know dime novel um there's a word i'm trying to find that phil could probably help me out on twitter with later uh but it's salacious but that's not the word um uh shallow is not quite the word okay but essentially this is definitely here smutty smutty it would work like this movie is meant to it has a Shyamalan twist it's certainly meant to uh entertain and arouse you but there is no, I don't think, um, life experience lesson to learn from it. Okay. It's just like that was two hours wherein I was not bored and I was very aroused. And I recommend this to my friend if they like those things. Do you know what I mean? Oh, and right. it's OK to be that is what I'm trying to say. Sure, sure. And and that's what that is, yeah. uh, because they do become obsessed, but it's more like. You know, Sydney Sweeney's character becomes entrenched in their lives. And like, I think he's cheating on her. I got to tell her. And then the guy's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's none of our business. <laughs> like, we're supposed to be hanging out. We've never lived together before. He kind of like gets it disinterested. And then like at first he's just like, oh, my God, they're fucking. Right. And then she's like, stop, you know, but eventually she's like obsessed with them. And starts trying to like accidentally bump into he's the being woman rougher than usual. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's like, "What are you talking about? I'm trying to watch TV." And it starts to become a wedge in their relationship, and uh, things pick up, and then there's like a big Shyamalan twist. So, okay. anyway, highly recommend it. Nobody's really talking about it, so it's one of those things where I kind of feel alone. In um, I also watched, uh, and I'll end with this. I did watch *Malignant*. Uh, I 
I know that you and Steve didn't really like it so much. Did Steve even watch it? I didn't finish that episode. I, uh, I don't think he did. I just know he wanted it to, to remember, die. So it was get off his YouTube. Right. Um, and oh, I know yeah, that you I'm didn't like it. I did not like it. I was very, very disappointed. I, I was highly entertained by it. I'll just throw my two cents in it. Um, I think it was very much intentionally batshit and goofy and awesome. And I'm glad that James Wan has that kind of pool where he can make weird movies like that. Um, and I, the first I wish act, that I knew what I was getting into, you know, I mean, it was mostly just, this isn't the movie I thought I was going to see. Sure. Know? And that can happen. It's kind of like, um, it reminds me of Crimson Peak. Like a lot of people said that about Guillermo del Toro's, um, yeah. what is considered now by many to be a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It just, it was advertised as a certain kind of, you know, kind of horror-ish and it was a mainstream horror. Exactly. And it would turned out to be a Gothic romance. And so it's now I don't want to compare malignant to, to Crimson Peak in any other way than the surface level way of that. Just mm-hmm. kind of like a misadvertised, you know, sure. kind of thing. But I didn't really know much about Malignant. I mean, it worked on me. I, it made me watch it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. On HBO Max, though. Right. Know? Yeah, true. Um, I didn't see Candyman uh, or even Shang-Chi yet, so I'm, I'm very sad about that. I might kind of try to check one of them out for myself today. Um, I'm sorry to bore you guys with just a big thing of what I've been watching. Um, the main point of this episode was, oh, there's another huge thing we need. We almost didn't talk about again. What's that? Uh, so I, we talked about the format change. Oh, oh, But also the yeah. timing is going to be a little different. Yeah, true that. So we have been kicking it around for a while and i think we're gonna do it um becoming a bi-weekly podcast sort of sort of so the way we envision it is that if you are a patreon subscriber you will actually still get at least one episode of streaming things per week uh for a total of four a month mm-hmm. <laughs> unless it's a five-week month um and we might end up having time or getting enough subscribers to where we do it more frequently than that is what i'm getting at but if you um cannot support the show financially for any number of reasons that we would totally understand um, or whatever, you'll only get access to one episode every other week. Correct. Um, because of the time constraints that we currently have, we want to be able to dedicate a lot of work and attention to our, our Patreon subscribers. Um, and so rather than give them something less or this show something less, we could just make it easy on everybody and kind of be honest about our own expectations of ourselves. So we can only commit really truly to meeting it up once a week. Um, and so we'll do every other week on the main feed and then promise at least two a month on the Patreon. I think that's something that we could do. Do you think so, Andy? Absolutely. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and the Patreon so would essentially just be more uh, of this show. Yes. Right. So but you get to help us pick what we're going to watch. Yeah. Um, so every now and then we'll have like a big blockbuster that we all just absolutely want to talk about. Um, but then for the most part, we might just find something on various streaming apps that like we're going to talk about talk. Dune. That's going to be a thing, right? For sure. And actually I'm really jealous. Did you know that Dune is available? I didn't. I just saw that on Twitter like the other day. Did you see that conversation I had with Enza? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? She yeah. already saw Dune? Very upset about that, Enza. And you were rubbing it in our faces. But she flipped the script. She was like, I'm upset because I don't get to hear you guys talk about it for a month. Oh, which is true because it's not available here until October 22nd. Wait, so is it on HBO Max in Europe? N- no, I, I don't know for sure. But I, my understanding is that's why there is such a discrepancy in the release dates is because it's available day and date on HBO Max here in the U.S. So um, my this they is not to get some cash flow. This I is guess. just my assumption. Yeah, they wanted as much like theatrical money as possible before they try it in america because other countries handled the pandemic well enough that people can safely go to a movie theater yeah, true um is 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 my viewpoint on that it could be right or wrong so yeah we'll be definitely be uh, the last quarter of 2021 is so stacked with shit that i cannot wait to see um ghostbusters afterlife dune uh the matrix 4 uh the witcher season 2 Yes. Oh, one last thing. Another thing that I, this is important to me because it seems like nobody gives a shit about this show and I don't understand. So there is a show um, on Apple TV plus and that therein might be the problem called C. And I know I've talked about it before, but it stars Jason Momoa and it's about. And it, now Dave Batista, right? Dave Batista's in it. Olivia yeah. Chang just popped up. Oh, nice. In a random episode. She's a big character now. I was like, ah, that was it's the DiCaprio thing. Again. That was the DiCaprio thing. Um, I love this show. It is batshit crazy. It's about a post-apocalyptic world in which everyone is blind 
and society has adapted to that. And so the way that they move when they fight is interesting because they have gone centuries and generations without the ability to see. And so it's not even a disability. It's just what they're used to. Uh, And the showrunners and storyboarders and creators have really thought about like, how would they move? How would they interact? How would society be? So like royalty have these little bells on their fingers and they shake them and like people will bow when they hear that. Dude, I love this show. Jason Momoa is this uh, awesome character called Baba Voss. Baba Voss. And he like beats the shit out of people that can see he's so badass. Uh, you know what I mean? But the way that he moves, he like has this giant sword that he'll like drag across the ground and sort of like a, a walking stick echolocation kind of thing. No, it's just kind of like a walking stick, you know, because you have to be able to touch things in front of you. But at the same time, he's ready to strike at whatever he finds. And so it's a sword that he's- yeah, it's a tree, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's a better fighter than people who can see because oh, he's okay. just like a, a bad motherfucker. Is there a southern region where they call it scene? No. <laughs> I seen you. Uh but his uh Dave Batista's in season two and he plays his his estranged brother who's also equally terrifying. Um it's just, and the plot is that people are being born now who have the power of sight. And so they 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 think of people who can see as witches um because people with sight destroyed the world a la nuclear weapons i can surmise and so it's like no you're gonna ruin the world again so we have to kill anybody who can see like and it's interesting it's like oh you're walking kind of fast can you see bro you know (laughs) like no i swear to god i'm super blind exactly there are people who can see that pretend to be blind and stuff and it's interesting um i you really have to check this out it is it is unlike anything else that's available super unique some of the performances are batshit crazy and awesome. And uh, I think Jason Momoa is out there doing his best work and nobody's fucking talking about it. And it drives me crazy. Mm. Anyway, that's C. Uh, there's a new episode available. I'm going to go watch right now. That's all the time we have, I think, this week, right? I think is so. that going to do it? Yeah. I Sorry for so. just subjugating the entire show. That's totally um, cool. Man. Next week or whenever you hear us next, probably on Patreon, you'll hear all three of us back together. Finally. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And I'm Steve. Happy streaming.